Well, the weather outside is frightful. It is. But the pod is so delightful. It is. It's lovely to be in the warm. Yes. Did okay. it snow this morning? Well, apparently it's sleeted, which apparently is different to snowing. Well, Rich Ooh. and I had a bet last night. Uh, he said it was going to snow. I said it wasn't. So when we woke up this morning, it was a bit controversial because he went, yes, I won. And I went, no, I won. There was no coverage, therefore. You both won. Okay. Mm. In the interests of keeping this intro short, as opposed to last week's epic, shall we get on with it? Let's do it. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down in the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant. Did you brilliant. see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello. 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 I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 90 of the award-nominated Real Reading podcast. Do you like the emphasis I put on award nominated? I like the sound of that. Uh, it's two weeks. No, it's it's one, it's week. one week until we find out. This time next week, we'll know. We'll be millionaires. We'll be holding that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, they've not listened to any of the recent banter. Who are we up against? Chicago, Norfolk, and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Maybe that might be a lie. I can't remember. Where the I'm vampires come from? That's Transylvania. Oh, oh, where Taylor Swift comes from, Pennsylvania. Yes, Red- Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yes, um, yes. Uh, welcome to episode ninety. We're here. Uh, please give us a like on Twitter at Real Reading Pod. Uh, we'd love to have some feedback. We'd love to have some bits and bobs for the show. Uh, and you can search us out on Facebook. Uh, if you just give a search to the Real Reading Podcast group, you will find us. Please give us a like in there. This week, our special guest is Erica Grieve, who is the co-organiser of the 2020 Reading Brick Show. Uh, there was a 2019 Reading Brick Show as well, which was their first one. Uh, and we are also back with all the usual features, including Rach's Fact of the Week. Yep. And Fort Explains It All, which this week, Hugh, is about... Bowling. Cool. I'm glad you said bowling because I have a controversial opinion about bowling. Uh, I can't wait to hear it. It's rubbish and I don't see the point. Ooh. Cross that one off next, I, year, I, next year's Christmas fun list then. I realise um, I, I come from a position of privilege in this situation, having grown up with a, bowl, with a I don't know, 10, 15 lane bowling alley on my doorstep. But, you know, just saying. Controversial. Check my privilege. Mm. Maybe you overbowled <laughs> when you were young. <laughs> Given how useless I was at it, I'm not sure I over. You fulfilled your quota. Yeah, I suppose on this same sort of situation, I also hate golf because I'm rubbish at it. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm a bit like that. If yeah. I'm rubbish, don't bother. Yeah. It, uh, strangely, quite like cricket, never tried to play it. You'd be rubbish at it. Okay. <laughs> I I agree. Speaking from experience of other people who tried to play cricket for the first time in their late 30s, not a game you can easily pick up. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit the ball as far as you can hit it. Just, just hit the ball as far and as you can. And then throw it back yes. and hit the yeah. little sticks yes, with that's it, right, no? That's right, that's right, that's right. It's got to hit the stick 
sticks. St- what are they called? With the willow and the, the, the three sticks or yeah, that really hard. The ball's sticks. really hard. I don't know how they catch <laughs> I it. I don't know. Really either. hard. Um, no. It's and not. then if you hit it really far, you have to six, seven. It goes outside the boundary or something. That, that's correct, Rachel. But I, I feel you're simplifying this this <laughs> this <laughs> terribly time? difficult game that um, that is enormously frustrating. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you who else it. is enormously frustrating. Who? Hugh Fort. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in the meantime, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show with the added caveat that we have discovered that our email address does not work anymore. So the getreading at trinitymirror.com email address that Jeremy, Jeremy reads out no longer works. You can instead contact us on hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Hello? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> No. So we here's could have Jeremy. Had thousands of emails to that email address. We, we could have, but I don't know when they turned it off. So it could have been last week. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I, I look, I look at that email fairly regularly, at least once or twice a day, and I, I have never <laughs> seen anything addressed to the podcast Shush. from there. So they must have turned it off a Shush long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Shush your mouth. Here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, as I mentioned, please, please email us at hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk rather than the email that Jeremy's just read out. Jeremy is going to come in and re record all <gasps> of those. There could be a sighting. Yes, and we may well be able to get our Jeremugs out. Our what? Our Jeremugs. That's not a euphemism. No. We Ge- talked about Jera mugs last week. Jera oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Mug with his face yes, on. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I remember. Um, in the meantime, here is Rach's Fact of the Week. Reading Fact of the Week. Hello, Rachel. Hi. It's your time to shine. It's Fact of the Week time. What are we, do- what are we doing? Well, I've tried to... I tried to be a bit clever and link together <laughs> all the things that were going to be spoken about. So Hugh, you said you're talking about the bowling alley and in the Broad Street Mall. Correct. Tom, you're talking about the brick, what's it called? The brick oh, show. Oh, the Reading Brick Show, yes. Reading Brick Show, which is not about house bricks, in case some people were confused. It is about Lego. <coughs> So uh, I was trying to combine those two things and talk about old toy shops centering around the old Broad Street Mall. That was surprisingly difficult. (laughs) (laughs) And having spent about an hour and a half trying to research it, there was very little information. So uh, I changed it a little bit. I'm going to talk about the history of the Broad Street Mall, its early beginnings, um, and then I'm going to put a little shout out about the toy shop element. <laughs> I've seen your toy shop element of this and it is absolutely Freaky. terrifying. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, okay, so the plans uh, were first submitted in for the Broad Street Mall or the Butt Centre as it was originally known in 1956. But then it took another 10 years before anything could 
happen um, before they could find a site suitable, big enough to build right. something. Right, oh, okay. Um, so actually it wasn't completed until 1971 in October. Ah, all the best birthdays. Hugh looks poised like he wants to... Just to very quickly say, we have numerous pictures on Barcelona Live of it being built, it opening, and many other Yes, I've been looking there. at them, yeah. yeah. Um, do you know why it was called the Butt Centre? Because it's in St Mary's Butts. Yes. But why is it called that? Are there loads of fag ends on the floor? No. Nor uh, bottoms. Nor bottoms. Oh. No. I, d- I don't know. Well, St Mary's Butts is uh, the bit that, the road that runs along the side of the Broad yep. Street Mall. So one side of that is St Mary's Church. The other side of the road is now the Broad Street Mall. Yeah. But in many, many years gone by, it was actually an archery target practice there, which was called, they're called the Butts. Oh, right. Oh. Um, so where the archers used to practice their, their target shooting. Uh-huh. That's why it's called St Mary's Butts. And if you notice, as featured in the Hidden Histories article I wrote last week, you'll notice the little drawings of archers um, opposite the church. Oh, I and did see that. There's two archers on one side and a target on the wall on the other side. Ah. That's uh, at the Gun Street end in at that the gun middle end, of yes. the road bit. And that was it? that was put in as part of the uh, near the horns, the heritage, um, the heritage celebrations a few years ago. And ap- allegedly, some of the um, the soldiers who went to fight at the Battle of Agincourt Ooh. trained there. To be archers. Which one was the Agincourt? Uh, Henry Agincourt? V, isn't it? Is it? I, oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. I only know that from the the Kenneth Branagh film that I had to watch many times <laughs> <laughs> at college. Um, yeah, I digress. Uh, so it was opened in 1971 by a chap called uh, David Jacobs, who was a presenter at the time. He used to present jukebox jury. Oh, okay. It's a bit before my time, but I assume that's like a music program, is yes, it? Yes, my mother used to listen to it. it. It was a quiz about music, as much as I can remember. Okay. So it was uh, him, David Jacobs, and Miss Typhoo. Who as in tea? As in Typhoo Oh, tea. well. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not sure that they'd get away with this uh, <laughs> oh, no. now. Oh, so no. She turned up in her little hot pants and oh. her knee-high white boots. What's that got to do with tea? And... Well, she had typhoon on her tight T-shirt. Oh, oh, fair enough, fair yeah. enough, yeah. Uh, and there's pictures of uh, David Jacobs leaning on her leg to, to sign various things. Of us. course. Yeah, yeah. different world, different, different time, different times, time. different, different time. times. So what do you, th- I'm not asking Hugh deliberately because he has written articles <laughs> about this that for a lot of my research came from, but Tom, what do you think the principal store in the butt centre was when it opened. Put oh, your hand down, Hubert. Um, can I assume it's not one that's there now? It's not there anymore. Can I give him a clue? Oh, yeah. P- give him a little clue. Because I've known. From what I remember, there's loads of them in Reading. Famous amounts. Greg's. No. <laughs> Greg's. It wasn't Greg's. It wasn't Greg's. No, because no, that's there now. Oh, what? sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's loads. Oh, uh, uh, um, ba- banks? No, not no, banks. No, no. shall I uh, tell you? Tesco's. Yes. Oh, yes. It was yes. Result. <laughs> Result. He's pulled that one out of the bag. <laughs> it's just, just popped in his head, and out it comes. Which is not the best way to do audio, really. 
It was a big Tesco. 22,000 oh, wow. square foot of Tesco. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and apparently 2,000 people turned up to watch Good this be open. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, that's, well, that's got live blog written all over it. That yeah, well. We'd be all over that now. <laughs> yeah, a massive Tesco. Um, I was trying to find other shops, a list of shops that was there when the mall opened, but I just couldn't find anything. I've um, I have got I've got one for you. Uh, we did have a bit of feedback from Councillor Ashley Pierce on Twitter. Oh yeah, at Ashley Pierce eighty four. He said, uh, and this made me laugh the first time I saw it. But the, it, there's another thing I want to come on to. But um, he said, BT's in the butts. Which BT's was BT's. a toy shop, so yes. like a toy and model yeah, yeah, shop. Yeah. They did they did games and models and uh, not not the kind of Miss Typhoo model, but the you know <laughs> he said that mild disappointment of seeing an AC Milan Sabutio team, but not a Reading FC one. Miss Typhoo was an occasional Benny Hill girl, oh, apparently. So right. that's oh, okay. of, uh, if you needed more of an image, um, there you go. That, can I point out that the uh, the status of the AC Milan team compared to the status of the Reading team? the likely time that the council of peers would have got into this shop would, would have been worlds apart. Are we <laughs> suggesting that he would have been looking actually for QPR and maybe that's where he went wrong? But poss- Possibly, but uh, certainly from what I remember, AC Milan were a super team for many, yeah. many years and Reading FC were Be- not. Beatties <laughs> was great for Sabutio. There's a, there's, a there's a whole podcast on where you could buy Sabutio in Reading. They are fantastic. Um, the other thing I wanted to just just oh. bring, sorry, have you have you still got things to yeah. say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there's can, more. Can I just if I just interject one more thing? Do you think when um, they named it um, the Butt Centre, mm. do you think uh, in the way that the English language develops, do you think butts was a funny word at the time? Yeah. Although is it quite American? Yeah, mate. You're a butt. Yeah, that's a we terrible. We tend to call it <laughs> yeah a bot a bottom here, do we? No, we don't. don't but so it probably wasn't a anyway. Sorry, carry on. That's just something I was thinking about. I still call it that. Do you sometimes? My mum used to say, "Oh, we're going to the butt centre." What, mum? That's a bottom. Yeah, Why are you talking butts. about that? Right. Um, um, sorry, carry on. So also, uh, so in the side uh, the exit that's still there now, where the the market is, where the uh, old pound shop used to be. There was a pub there, right? Um, which in sort of integral to the to the mall with the entrance on that open bit there called the Target, which was apparently quite a big uh, live music venue as oh, well. Really? Yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, Hugh, I you know. can back me up or deny it, but apparently, technically, it's still there, but all like it's, sealed up. Yes, it's underneath. Yeah, apparently. is that where it is underground? Yeah. So oh, yes, I think where, I do know about this. Yeah. Where the can we back. go? Can you go? No. Why? No, no, it's just to view it. Uh, it, it, it we've got a photo of it. It's Sh- basically a sort of, you can see the old entrance. It's a sort of different coloured square. Right. And if you were to pull that up, theoretically, what whatever was left of the pub is underneath. I don't know what's there. I oh, don't think, wow. But it's been sealed off for years and years and years. But it's by um the old pound land unit down the back near yeah, the... Um, yeah. Near Hosea Street, there's that big open space there, isn't there? Sort yeah, of yeah. Big co- sort of concrete open area. Ah, okay. Um. So currently, there's 77 uh, stores and services in there, which sounds yeah. like quite a lot. But Seems like quite a lot. Yeah. And uh, there's additionally the NHS walk-in centre and a gym, I think, in there as well. So, although the Oracle obviously opened 20 years ago, um. The Broad Street Mall sort of still holds it own, its own, really. It's yeah. always very busy when I go in there. 
It's got TK Maxx in, which... And know, a Wilco. And a Wilco. What yeah. more could you want? And a, and a Griggs. It's um, always got food in it as well, actually, <laughs> unlike some of the other Griggs I could talk about. So when I was trying to think of toy shops, um, like <coughs> old toy shops in Reading, I, I, Goog- I messaged my mum to ask... And she came back with one called the, Do- the Dolls Hospital. And I've seen various references to this. In, in when, Hugh, you do this, look at the past and people go, oh, remember top rank, remember this, remember that. And the Dolls Hospital comes up. But all I could find about it, like historically, was a photo on Pinterest, which I don't know whether we can put that photo in. I'll, um, I'll find it. Into the yeah, I'll find it. But it was quite frankly terrifying. <laughs> it was just a load of naked dolls oh, with wow. various heads and arms missing and things hanging in the window of this <laughs> hospital. Yeah. It was hideous. Wow! If anyone, if anyone out there um, knows anything about it, particularly when it uh, was either open its opening date or when it closed, um, it's likely we've got some old photos somewhere of it, and we can maybe dig them out. And yeah, publish them. I'm not sure if I want <laughs> to see them. <laughs> I think I'm gonna as have dreams you, tonight. As soon as you said they were weird and weird, I thought, right, we've got to get a gal. Oh those. no, I'll show you when we go back upstairs. I'll show you the picture. It's scary. We'll if do anyone a, wants to send any in. We'll do. Uh, we'll do a little breakout on it uh, on the on the Facebook group, and we'll we'll post it around a little bit and see what we can find. But uh, you showed me the picture, and I was like, oh, chills, yeah. just chills. So. Oh. You could make a horror movie out yeah, of you it could. easily. Oh, it was it was terrifying. Yeah, we'd love to hear a bit more about the Dolls Hospital if if it is if it's a real thing. Um, first of all, and first and foremost, um, if it if anybody remembers going in there, were your dolls seen in the Dolls House? Did they ever come out? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> They're still walking around oh. in the closed up Target pub <laughs> <up> somewhere, <laughs> Chucky oh, style. Terrifying. Uh, okay, a thank you, Rachel. Set in Reading, Berkshire. There we go. Yeah. Well, Cemetery Junction was set here, so why yeah, not? It wasn't filmed here, though, was it? <laughs> not that you're bitter. No, no, not at all. Uh, okay, that is the end of part one. In part two, we will move straight into Fort Explains It All. This is Fort Explains It All. Welcome back to part two of the Real Reading Podcast, episode 90. Ten to go. Ten to go. Tell the big one. What are we going to do for the big one? Go bowling. Mm. Oh, no joking. I still, I still want to do it on the, do a podcast on the back of a Reading bus. That's, that's my dream. don't know why. Small dreams. It's got to be the 17, surely. Yeah, right across town. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? I'm just thinking of the logistical nightmare that would be, but okay. Well, you know, you, I just have dreams. You just have <laughs> them. Your dreams op- big. I operate in reality. <laughs> really? Oh look, let's do a podcast on the bus. Oh wait, the bus is full. Well, I'm not going to do it when it's full, you monkey. <laughs> I was going to say muppet. I don't know how that became monkey. Uh, okay, right. Hugh Fort explains it all. Hugh, we are talking this week about the overrated sport. <laughs> Of bowling. <laughs> you are Mr. Grumpy. Um, I am grumpy. Yes. So, until a few months ago, Reading, notoriously, 
didn't have any bowling alleys. People used to say, why haven't we got a bowling alley? Also, why haven't we got a nice rink? People also on our comments facility used to want a roller disco and you don't see people, you don't see a roller disco. Oh, I love a roller disco. stop it. I used to go to those at Rivermead. Silly. Yes, well, we some of us live in the current day, um, <laughs> which is why we want to go bowling. <laughs> right, so in the re- in recent months, not one but two bowling projects have emerged in Reading. One strikes me as being slightly pointless. The other one, I'm all right with. That was good. Thanks. The first one, this is one which is definitely happening and is in process, although I can't find any information as to when it's going to be actually opening, um, is in the Broad Street Mall. Yep. Funnily enough, the Butts Centre, the Butts Bowling Centre. See how I set you up? Yeah. Yep. It's themed, ladies and gents. Do you remember where Argos used to be? Yes. That yep. unit is massive. Okay. And it is being converted into not only a cinema, but also a bowling experience and I think also mini golf as well. Oh. Two of your least favourite. <laughs> is ping pong not in there at the minute? Not in. Didn't I'd it was a bit further. Yeah, there was ping pong. But they moved. It was free. I think they moved it into the first bit of Argos. Perhaps, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. It's but it's very popular. That. This is a two-lane bowling alley. See, pointless. So it's mm. small, and will obviously require organisation booking because you can't. Won't be able to just turn up because it's. It'll. It'll be being used presumably, but. Um, it is going to be the first bowling offering in the Reading Town Centre for many, many years, possibly ever. I can't ever recall since, there being one. Since you used to go clubbing at Utopia. There was which one. Which obviously U- wasn't in Reading Town Centre. There was one at Me- called Mega Bowl at the old Utopia site. I think we yes. get through a podcast without mentioning Utopia. Oh, that was my fault that yeah, time as well, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah. That was next to Utopia, um, and it was where people in Reading would go bowling if they wanted to, I, I believe. So this one is happening in the Broad Street Mall. Uh, it's called Bunkers Bowling Alley, and it will combine bowling, mini golf, and cocktails, and sort of basic, basic food. Ah. As well. so it's sort of night out, night out chilled, chilled vibe experience. It, it very much says, gone are bright lights and corny music. In come an intimate lounge feel where you can sip on your cocktail as you strike up our lane shipped in from the USA. This is how we roll. <laughs> is that what it says? Yeah. This is how we <laughs> this roll. This is how we roll because you know you roll the ball yeah, down. Yeah, surely, it, surely it. it's this is how we bowl. This could be. And the uh, the golf, just typed it out wrong. The golf will be next to bowling alley. Offers twelve holes of indoor golf fun. What's the theme? I don't know what the theme is. Di- I don't think they've got that far yet. Dinosaurs. It's, it's always dinosaurs, isn't it? Flipping dinosaurs. So that's Remember that. when somebody stole the Velociraptor from the Oracle? Yep. Mm. Revelation time. Do you remember someone set up a Twitter account? It's definitely was, not sat uh, on my sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember someone set up a Twitter account for the lost dinosaur? That was me. Was <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. oh. Drove our newsroom nuts for a couple of days, that did. <laughs> <laughs> you scoundrel. Uh, fake news well no it was real I hasten to add I didn't steal it right so that's the bowling, op- bowling offering number one and number two is a bigger more bold plan for the House of Fraser in the Oracle yep this w- is a plan that's going to go to Reading Borough Council next week it is for the subdivision of that very very big unit in the uh, in the Oracle into lots of different units. So that's definitely happening, is it? Uh, planning permission is 
set to be to be granted next week. It is recommended for approval. Um, I can't say 100% that will definitely happen. No, but House of Fraser is definitely going. It must if, Or is it dependent on the that plans, approval? The plans are for the whole unit to be to be converted into various things, um, of which none are House of Fraser. Okay. Is how I diplomatically Very answer that. Well, put. I can't say for absolute definite, because if the plans get turned down, we haven't had any notice at all from House of Fraser as to if it's closing or when it's closing. But, okay, but obviously, if their plans to convert the unit where House of Fraser is are, are approved, then it presents a slight issue of what happens to House of Fraser. But its future is unclear, shall we say. So the meeting's next week. Meeting's next Wednesday. Do you, you know what else? Just bowling or bowling and mini? Uh, well, this is the thing. The, I read through the reports yesterday, and it says um, the application is for D two detail D two leisure use for both the bit that would be the bowling and the bit that be, would be the golf. And the report says that because it the application is for D two use rather the what does that mean? So leisure. So, le- so leisure use. So it could be anything from a cinema to a swimming pool. Okay. So, it while the the plans say um, the Oracle is in discussions with a bowling operator, the permission would be for D two use rather than specifically bowling use. So okay. they're basically keeping their options open. Right. With particularly, it sounds with the golf because it didn't say the same thing as to whether they've secured anyone to run any golf. And I wonder if they're just looking across the road now, or down the road, to see there's already a bowling and mini golf operator <laughs> who got in first. Yeah. That's me just speculating, by the way. Is, it, is there such a demand for mini golf? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it, <laughs> if they th- if they feel there's there's um, enough for two down the road from each other, um, or not. So they're keeping their options open. I, my guess would be it will definitely will be a bowling alley there. And whether the golf comes to fruition or not would be the slight puzzle. Um, but there's also going to be restaurants, smaller shops. It's going to be like a little sort of complex, I think, right. in there rather than that massive department store, which they say isn't doing that well and has various problems. And that essentially now they've realised that was one of the, that was one of the original shops in the Oracle. Oh right, okay. But they've realised it's not quite. They say it's not quite in the right place, and footfall isn't great, and the company itself has also been struggling. I believe. So, oh, you know what I'd like to see in there? Um, I've seen it in a few places recently, Oxford a few weeks ago. Um, but like a, f- a food place, <laughs> like the food circle. <laughs> 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 Another old classic yeah. Broad Street Mall. Um, but like street food vendors? Yeah. Well, funnily enough. No way. Yeah, that's what they're proposing. There's going to be in the in the next... Maybe a couple of years. Reading's going to be full of. Going to have at least, if this gets permission, there'll be that one. There's one coming to Marketplace, I believe, as well. And I think there's plans for another one somewhere as well. Food halls. Yeah. Um, but with the sort of street food vendors within. Great. So that'll be cool for lunch. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Although that probably cost about eight pounds hmm. for a chicken wrap or something. But that's fine if you know what you're doing. So yeah, so that's quite an exciting thing um, for for Reading. Two bowling alleys. You know, people are always moaning about there's not enough stuff to do in the town centre, which is a, f- a fair criticism. I th- I always think the ice rink is still not on the horizon. Although there is there is technically going to supposed to be one at the Royal Elm Park development, which if you look back through 
get a bike to live again, you'll find the story I did about what's happening with that. The answer is nothing. So, <laughs> so uh, spoilers. So we could have a nice drink eventually. So hopefully that will be a major. Both of those will be, if that gets permitted, caveat. If that gets permitted, must have, must have that on all developments. Um, but two potentially quite interesting and exciting uh, leisure offerings coming through Ennington Town Centre. Great. Or cool. some sort of crash ought to go in there as well. <laughs> Probably. For shoppers. That would be yeah. really good. You know, like you've yeah. got Ikea. You can just sort of pay a couple of quid and ditch the kids in there. Yeah. Well, you wonder if... For a couple of hours. The possibility, because of this D2 use um, for these these units, is that potentially... Potentially, I'm not saying it will, but soft play, maybe? That, that That's included play. in those that leisure parameter, I think. So it could yeah. be that. Um, but we'll have to see. Cool. Cool. Thank you very much, Hugh. That was for explains it all for this week. Um, we move on to the headline act of our podcast this week, which is Erica Grieve, the co-organizer of the Reading Brick Show. Hi, everybody. I am here with Erica Grieve, who is the co-organiser of the Reading Brick Show, which is entering its second year this year. Hello, Erica. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming to see us. Um, it's quite a tough place to find, isn't it, I think? Yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly signposted outside, but you, but you, you managed it. Um, Reading Brick Show, tell me a little bit about Reading Brick Show. Well, Reading Brick Show is coming back to the Rivermead Leisure Centre for its second year. Last year, uh, we had some great exhibits and some great visitors and things. This year, we hope to be bigger and better. There's lots of amazing Lego models to see, uh, built by brilliant builders from around the country. Um, And we also have a popular Robot Wars arena where you can watch Lego models battle and <laughs> get smashed. Uh, we've got lots of interactive experiences, so where visitors can... We have a, a nine-metre-long uh, downhill track where you can make a car and then you can race your friends. We've got, for uh, if you like to make mosaics, we've got a mosaic building area. We have uh, brick pits where you can kind of just lose the kids for a couple of hours and they can just build what they like out of two by four bricks. And we also have uh, a Lego architecture area where you can make tiny weenie models uh, to make a a rainbow coloured skyline. (laughs) Is Is it all Lego? Yes, all Lego. Are there there any other types of building bricks? Uh, not that we not that we use now. We we're hundred percent Lego. <laughs> All of our models are very fragile, yeah. so we do ask people not to touch them because yeah. they will fall apart. Yeah. But uh, that's why we have so many other areas where people can kind of get involved themselves. Yeah. So, what on earth possessed you to start a Reading Brick Show? You're telling me briefly just before we we started chatting, but uh, how how did you get into this? Well, my husband's always been a bit of a builder. Um, He's had lots and lots of hobbies when we first got together. And as all potential partners do, you kind of whittle them away, (laughs) get rid of all the geeky stuff. Uh, But the Lego has remained and he's always kind of built for relaxation. And uh, he did his uh, first first display at a professional show a few years back at the the Swindon show, which is the great... North, the Great Western Brick Show. Okay. 
Um, and, but he's always had a bit of a hankering to do it himself. And we've been to the Brick Lives in Birmingham and stuff like that, which are massive shows. Uh, but we wanted something for Reading because there's everywhere you, you have to travel. Yeah. We wanted something for Reading because we live in Reading. And uh, yeah, so this is year two and we're really <laughs> excited about it. How, so how, did, did you, how did you end up getting involved in this? Because you could just sort of say, oh yeah, go on, off you go, go and do your bricks. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I, um, I work with kids in right. schools. I do a lot of after school clubs. So I, I've got a um, really great, talented bunch of kids that I yeah. work with every week. And uh, so this year we decided that we would, oh, actually this, this is the second year, we've, uh, we've done a kids building session, which we did yesterday. Uh, and we invited kids to come and build and we were gonna keep their models and display them at the show. So okay. this year it yeah. won't just be adult models, there'll be models made by these amazing kids as well. They're really talented, some of them, and it's, it's great to see. And we're building the, the future uh, engineers rather than uh, web designers and people who are going to spend all their lives on their iPads. Yeah. Oh, using the creative mind, I suppose. Yeah. What, um, what goes into setting up a show like this? Because Rivermead, Rivermead is quite a big venue. I've tried to put an event on there myself. It did not go so well. Um, uh, you know, it's a big, quite a big old venue. What, what yeah, goes into that? We, we, um, well, me and my husband are, are members of a, an organisation called Brickish, right. which is a um, a group for what they call AFOLs, which is basically adult fan, fans of Lego. Uh, and a lot of the exhibitors that you'll see at the Reading Show are part of Brickish. Right. There are lots of people that are not part of Brickish, but it's a good pool of talented people that we can draw from. Um, I mean, there's, there's a group that do what they call the great um, ball contraption, which where there's lots of Lego models and you can watch little plastic ping pong ball sized <laughs> things go around all of these exhibits. Yeah. Uh, and you can stand there for about 10 minutes watching these, these <laughs> balls just go round and round. Uh, but yeah, that's, we've, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. It's yeah. uh, it's it's quite an incredible amount of work, all the the marketing and yeah. all that kind of stuff as well. But uh, we're we're working with a good team in Rivermead as well. So it's um it's obviously it's quite an undertaking, I imagine. But how many people normally came along last year? Do you, do you know? I think over the two days we had around about three thousand visitors. Wow. Okay. And hopefully this year we'll get a few more. That's lovely. So is it is it something you kind of where, does that money then go into a, a sort of a pot for next year or is it, is it just yes. a... Yeah, we will reinvest a lot of the money that we make um, to make it bigger and better yeah. the year after. Oh, there, there is um, extra rooms in Reading, that, in, in the in the Rivermead uh, Centre that we can expand into yeah. where if, if we feel that we just can't <laughs> cope yeah. with the two rooms that we currently have. Okay, so if have you got have you got models yourself? Are you putting something yes. on display yourself? Yeah, my husband uh, has made a a haunted fairground, which okay. is a fully automated <laughs> uh, fully automated uh, fairground uh, with um, Ferris wheel and wow. um, uh, roller coaster, and there's a a wall of death with a little motorbike <laughs> going around and around inside. Um, 
but it's completely run by zombies and skeletons. Oh, right. So it's a little bit dark, but <laughs> kids like a bit dark as well. Yeah. It kind of gives you an insight into my husband's humour. Yeah. There is an area on it where there's a hot dog stand with lots of free-range uh, animals in the background, <laughs> a, uh, a mincer yeah. in the middle, oh, and then there comes out with hot dogs, which is oh, a bit, bit gruesome, <laughs> but he kind of likes that kind of thing. What about what about you yourself? Have you have you got a model that you're um, putting together? I quite like doing the mosaic type things. Right. Um, I yeah, I've been work, working on a a big parrot, which oh, is right. quite cool. Oh, wow. I, I yeah. did that last year, um, and uh, me and my daughter have been working on a a danger mouse. Oh, fantastic! Big fan of danger mouse. Yeah. So. Oh, excellent stuff. But it's getting stuff that re- relates to were grown ups, but the kids can yeah. relate to as well. With yeah. it being kind of relaunched with a whole new cast from what we watched in the 80s, yeah. it's uh, my, my, my daughter's absolutely obsessed. So she was desperate to make Danger Mouse in Lego. Oh, fantastic. And my other, my little girl, she wanted to make um, My Little Pony. Oh, so sometimes we, the classics. Yeah, so we have a Pinkie Pie mosaic <laughs> as well. But uh, yeah, so there's, there's pink. Pink bricks all over my house. Oh dear! Standing on them, I imagine that's tough. Yeah. Really tough at night. Yeah. But I suppose it's only be in a, in a Lego household. It's only to be expected, I would imagine. Yes. Um. What? So from from last year, what was your favourite? What was your favourite part of it? Which which bit or which model or or was there something that really stood out for you? Um, last year we had a massive model of a um, a space rocket. Right. Which was was really impressive, uh, but. There's a lot of kind of little builds as well that are really quite intricate uh, that you, with um, pieces that you wouldn't normally use. Mm. Uh, one of our friends made a, um, an undersea sculpture, but using all the, the bits and pieces that get left over from a Lego set. Um, all, all, like yeah. when, when my daughter gets Lego friends, it comes with hairbrushes <laughs> and or, and hair bows and stuff like that. And she used all those extra bits that they put in the bag because they normally get lost yeah. to make coral and things like that. Well, it, it was yeah. really inventive, and uh, yeah. So I like to see the things made in unusual ways. <laughs> um, so w- when is this year's Reading Book Show? It is on the seventh and eighth of March this year. Ah, okay, so not far, not no, far away. No, just then. over two weeks' time. So oh, it's yeah, getting yeah. a bit, uh, getting a bit crazy now. We're behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and and tickets are available. Yes, tickets are available in advance from our website. What's the website? It is www.readingbrickshow.com. Lovely stuff. Is there anything else you wanted to tell us about? Uh, if people don't want to buy them uh, in advance, you can buy them on the door for £10 per person. Oh, okay. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, so it should no. be a good day. And there's not many places you can go these days for a tenner each. <laughs> Erica, thank you very much for coming to see me. Um, I look forward to it. Yes. Thank Come you. along. I will, I will do my very best. Thank you. That was Erica Grief, the co-organiser of the Reading Brick Show 2020, which takes place in March. Uh, did anybody go last year? No, Zach was a bit young last year, ah. but actually he's a bit into Lego this year. That so might be worth worth taking him down to. Yeah. We, she, Erica was telling me they had last year they had a big velocir- uh, a big dinosaur, <gasps> which they hired in at some expense. Um, 
which they're not having this year because her daughter was terrified of it. Oh. Which I think is fair enough. Surely the daughter's like a year older. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're no, terrified. Of, I'm once terrified. you're scared, you're I'm scared, scared of, of it, sharks. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see a shark. So, you know, right. It is uh, random question time. Da, da, da. The random question. Random question. Who's got the mug? It's right in the middle. Hugh, do you want to go for it? Yes. What it's do we have? It's been it has been repaired. Yes. So so um, so it has we, been remade. We think that uh, sadly the cleaner threw away the mug. We have a new cleaner in the office, and we think perhaps she's he or she has thrown away the mug because it was slightly broken. Which is a shame. Well, it was missing a handle and <laughs> yeah. full of scraps of paper. Yeah, so they probably Logic just looked at it. Not much tea was thought. being drunk out of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hugh, are you ready? I am. Let's pick, pick a good one, one. Out. Oh, the anticipation. Where was your first Finish that legal sentence. drink? First oh. legal. Legal drink. drink? I can remember my first <laughs> illegal drink. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um... I can tell you right, mine right now. Mine was the Boot Pub on Park Road or Park Lane in Bracknell. Was it? It was indeed. Because um, that's the first time I had a proper drink because I didn't do illegal drinking because I was a good boy. That is such a fib. <laughs> absolutely 100% true. Really? You never had a drink until you oh, were no, well, a, I, an I adult. did, but only at home with my mummy and my daddy. You didn't go to house parties or anything like no, that? No, not really. You, and didn't you didn't go drink to the four pub four and send someone in. To no, you didn't drink four cans of warm Heineken. And didn't throw up. Didn't do it. Nope. God. Wow. Clean living young man. That's a good point. He's made up for it oh since. Oh God, yes. He loves the beer now. Gosh. Um, I suppose my 18th birthday party. <laughs> Where was that? Was at. Uh, it was a joint party with two of my friends. We had it at the Ranella Hockey Club house in um bishopswood near Sonning common oh really there's a bar there well it's not actually there anymore they knocked it down but probably that yeah that must have been my first legal drink because <laughs> it was on the night of my 18th birthday so wow before that we'd sit in the pub garden <laughs> send somebody who looked older <laughs> in to get us a pint <laughs> now mine was in the hatchgate pub in oh, yes. burfield common Bottom I of think. the Hermit Hill. Bottom of the right, yeah, now an Indian restaurant. Um, I think I went there on my 18th birthday, but tragically, predictably, and we're going to go, this is going to be an avenue we always end up down for my celebrations of <laughs> my 18th birthday. Please Guess don't where say I it went? Again. Utopia. <laughs> Ikea. Okay, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I stayed at home because I had no friends. What did you uh, call it? What did you call it earlier? Was it Eugropia? Eugropia. Eugropia, yeah. Is I, that what it was known I as? I think I went there. I, I am probably presuming I went there for my 18th birthday, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember distinct thing, one of the distinct things about Utopia is it got much less exciting once you were 18. <laughs> <laughs> so I, once I, you were allowed in. It's like, well, yeah, I'm supposed to be here now, and I'm also probably one of the oldest people <laughs> Yeah. So. So and then you were just like, I'm just going to stay in Yates's from now on. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. get on that bus. Okay. I'll get to Harvey Floorbangers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'd forgotten about that. And the Broadwalk. We should do it. We should have a chat about old pubs. <laughs> you know, leave Ooh. him out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. Random question. That was a short and sharp this week. It Lovely. was, wasn't it? Lovely stuff. Um, oh, I did have something I wanted to tell you. Which, Rach, last week on the podcast, we were talking about foods. 
We were, yeah. Um, regular contributor Paul Etherington emailed me on the email address that doesn't work. Oh, that we how fixed. did you get it? Well, he emailed me directly. Ah, okay. Um, he said, he uh, have to tell Rachel, one can get vegetable suet these days. It's what we use in our house. Do you remember you were talking oh, to us about the awful, you were describing like beef suet. fat from <laughs> around the liver or something yes. disgusting, wasn't it? <laughs> right. Thank you for that, Paul. I am. Um, we're not particularly partial to a suet pudding in our house, but um, I will have a look for the vegetable suet. Lovely. How do you get fat out of a vegetable, though? Squeeze them really tightly. Oh, good point. <laughs> uh, before we like go, when you're growing them, you're putting the food, the food, the plant food out in one hand, and then bits of kebab or something down, <laughs> down it. it. <laughs> Uh, before we go, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. Don't forget the email address is hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Not that rubbish that Jeremy chats about. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, we'll see you soon. Don't forget, if you know someone who, should be, who we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. If you have a moment, please also give us your, a rating on your podcast app. And if you have time, submit a review. We'll be back next week with Ready Pop's Pete Wheeler, who will join us around the table as a co-host for more Ready Podcast goodness. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal? Yes, that was brilliant.